All right, greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. I'll be your host, Lamont Henson. My other co-host isn't here, so I'll be flying kind of solo, but we have some great guests today. We're going to be talking about electric vehicles, the benefit of electric vehicles, and uh, I guess where things are kind of going towards the future when it comes to that category. And joining me in the bucket, we, we call this the Bucket Studios. We got two guests from uh, Sustainable Sand Hills. We have Miss Denise Bruce. Hello. Thank you for for joining. Yes, yes. And one of our employees, our data analyst manager, Miss Lori Schrager. Good morning. And both of them are here. They have a great wealth of experience when it comes to this topic or just they can share their perspective. So we're going to have a little chit chat, kind of give you guys some uh, information, get you informed. And maybe you don't even know too much about an electric vehicle. So we're just going to get into it. If you guys, Denise, give us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell uh-huh. us why you're such an expert. <laughs> such an expert. Well, I am the um, environmental programs manager, director, sorry, at uh, Sustainable Sand Hills. And I also run the uh, local air quality campaign here in Cumberland County. Okay. And the reason that I am interested in electric vehicles is because the majority of all air pollution comes um, from our personal vehicles here in our community, especially. So electric vehicles would help us out there with air quality. I agree. I agree. Lori, your turn. Let the people know who you are. Okay. So I work here at PMC and I've been here for a while. Um, at one point I was working in the fleet maintenance department and that's when I was introduced to electric vehicles. And I actually was introduced way back in 2006. And I was wanting an electric vehicle ever since. So I did buy a first generation Chevy Volt and I still have it today and I still love it today. And that's where my interest comes in. Okay. So what is an electric vehicle? Well, simply put, it is a automobile that is powered uh, entirely or partially by electricity. Uh, there are a couple different types. Uh, we're going to try to talk about those. Lori. Now, you touched on it just a little bit. You say you had a first-generation Chevy Volt. Now, where does that fall under? I understand there are plug-ins, there are hybrids, there are all-electric. So what category would this fall under? Um, this is actually considered an electric vehicle, but it's a plug-in electric vehicle. Okay. And it runs so many miles on just battery power, and then it switches over to a gas generator. Gotcha. So it has a long range. You always have a safety net because you have the gas generator. Um, but you do get the advantage of the all-battery miles as well. Okay. Okay. So what made you make that selection as opposed to a different choice? That was one of the first ones that I was introduced to. And, again, it was an early um, an early edition. Mm-hmm. So it was out in 2011. Okay. So I just adopted it early, and they weren't. A lot of choices. The Leaf was out at that time, but the Leaf was all electric. Right. And I needed something that could have a a larger span of miles. Right. For those who don't know, the uh, American Public Power Association is offering a special rebate for those interested in the Nissan Leaf, as uh, Lori just brought up. And coming up in our community here in Fayetteville, we're going to have a Sand Hills Electric Car Show. Denise, you may have some insight on that that you can share even when it comes to talking about the different types of vehicles. Yeah. So um, we are, there is an, the Sand Hills Drive Electric car show is coming up. 
Um, and we're expecting um, kind of a big range, everything from a couple of people are bringing out their Chevy Volts and um, all the way up to the high-end Tesla Model X is going to be out there. Um, we also have a few models from Honda that are coming out. Okay. Um, so, And we also have a model from Cadillac that's coming out. So I'm really excited at the diversity of electric vehicles that we're going to have at this car show, but they're majority of them are locally owned, so it's an opportunity to kind of come out and talk to local electric vehicle owners in our community. Tesla, that's been one of the new brands. It's the trendy brand. It's the the sexy car. It uh, is. But it's, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhat expensive. The, the X model you just mentioned, that's the one with the fly up. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, I would say that they're... They are expensive. Okay. I mean, they um, Tesla did um, kind of turn things on its head by committing to having a all electric luxury high performance vehicle mm-hmm. that, um, while is not necessarily you no know, not in the same class or expense of something like Maserati, is still something that's kind of out of reach for most people who are out buying a car. Right. So, um, kind of, I would say mid level okay. for most buyers. Right. Because yeah. expensive is relatively yeah. speaking. So. What that brings us to the price range. Yeah. Uh, I believe the X is in that seventy-five thousand range, but they've just released a uh, Model Three. Yeah, which is in the more mid-thirty ballpark. Yeah, and with um, rebates and tax credits that are available to you, you can get that initial price down. But there's the other side of that where maintenance and fuel costs is significantly lower than a gas-powered vehicle of the same class. Right. So on um, that sticker price, you might be saving five to $10,000 by going with a gas engine, but you're going to spend that five to 10000 in maintenance and additional fuel costs. Okay. So let's so. get into it. What are some of the benefits of well, an electric vehicle you were just talking right, there's about? There's one of the benefits. Yeah, saving um, on maintenance costs. And of course, the um, health benefits of electric vehicles as well. Um, they produce fewer emissions uh, overall than an ele- than a internal combustion engine. So our community and the people who live in a community with clean air experiences, you know, less asthma, less respiratory illness. So overall, there is the community benefit of let's reduce our um, emissions at the tailpipe. Um, one of the other benefits is um, you you're ready to go no matter what, right? Mm. Um, you're not you're not beholden to the price at the pump anymore. Um, I mean, right now gas has gone on what twenty cents something. It, it, like it fluctuates. It, 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 so yeah, much. but most recently it's it's gone up quite a bit, and um, because of that, like people, you know, you drive less, you start making different decisions about where you're going to go. If you're an electric vehicle, you plug that in, and the amount that you're paying at the plug. It, that rate's good for, what, more than a year in some cases. Right. Um, so I just your pocketbook really appreciates what you're doing with, with that. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to hear about your experience. Yeah, Corey. I hear they're really fun to yeah. drive. There's no uh, torque, that vibration or the noise may not be there because you're operating off of a battery. Good share. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I'll definitely testify to the fact that um, the maintenance cost is far less than a standard vehicle. Um, I've had my vehicle for eight years now, and the only, you know, the only maintenance I've had to do is standard maintenance. I think I might have needed two oil changes, and then everything else was maybe 
break some tires. But other than that, I've not had to drop a dime into that car. That's eight years, and that's a really long life to hold on to a particular car. And I'll hold on to it forever as long as it keeps um, being maintenance free because uh, it is. And I'll also talk about the drive and the acceleration. I mean, people think electric cars, they don't have any power, but I can tell you, I, I can keep up with the best of them. And it's smooth. You're out there drag racing? No. <laughs> no, but I could, you know, I could take off. You know how people get beside you and they try to hurry up and get past you? Right. They think that you, you know, you don't have any acceleration, and you do, and it's very quiet, very smooth. Um, I just love to drive the vehicle. Yeah. Now you talked about uh, you're, you're on year eight. What is the standard lifespan, I guess, of uh, all electric? If it's just operating on battery, I, I saw somewhere where they last about 10 years. So that's about the standard before you need to start thinking about the replacement of that battery. Yeah. So uh, because they're, they're batteries, they have only so many charges in them. But right. the way I look at it is that char charging and recharging battery cycles is no different than the amount of miles that you put on an internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. Most are good for about 125,000 miles where you have a major breakdown. That's about the same amount. of That's plus or minus about the same amount of time for batteries. Um, Personally, I have a Prius that has a, it's nearly 10 years old and I've not noticed any major battery degradation on that since I've owned it. And um, for the most part, um, you know, battery replacement, especially in your plug-in EVs because they're smaller batteries, it's not as expensive as most consumers are thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still up there in the same place as, you know, replacing a transmission or replacing, you know, the heads on a regular internal combustion engine. But it's not like it's not so far out of um, what's affordable for most people. It's just a different expense. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. Oh, sorry. No. Put it into perspective too. Uh, I agree with that statement. When I purchased my car, I was getting thirty-five miles on the electric battery before it kicked into the gas Today, eight years later, I still get about twenty-eight to thirty miles. Um, before it gets into the gas generator. So that's, you know, eight years of use, and it's only reduced my mileage by maybe five miles on wow. electric battery. Wow. Okay. So if I'm, I'm listening to this, I'm hearing some of the positives. I want to know, well, what are some of the drawbacks? Are there any drawbacks? I guess one of the things off the top of my head would be the anxiety of what happens if I'm somewhere and I run out of battery. If I'm getting ready to go out of town, I'm visiting some people, and I want to take my car, how do I manage that? I know it depends on the you know battery life, and Lori, you said you have one that can kick into the gas, uh, gas tank, so how do you kind of eliminate that? Plan. Plan. Right. Um, but also, I mean, just like there are apps for gas stations, and people know where gas stations are located, same thing with electric vehicles. You're not going to get in your car and just get out on I-95 without knowing where the next charging uh, station charging is. Station is. Sure. Yeah. So um, a range anxiety is definitely a thing. It's one reason why plug-in hybrids are like, um, like Lori's is so um, people like the idea of those is because it's like, okay, so I get the benefit of having an electric vehicle. But just in case. And I got the just in case. But now we have, you know, the Chevy Bolt gets, um, just right at 300 miles on the battery it's plus or minus um 
I think it falls about uh, 290 some miles on the battery by itself. So you've got nearly the range of a tank of gas for a small uh, sedan um, in built into that car. Same thing with your higher, like your Teslas and things like that. They're over 300 miles now. And with the combination of superchargers being on those long stretches of highway, the it's there now. Whereas even four years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, um, that network wasn't really built out yet. And that's going to continue to build. Um, that's one of the reasons why here in our community, we, we wanted to have this drive electric car show to show our businesses, Hey, there's this demand in the, in our area. Now's the time for you to purchase a level two charging station for your customers to use while they're there. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some people have the thought of, well, will I need a charging station at my home? Uh, I guess it would depend on the area you're in uh, and how many charging stations are available locally. Here in Fayetteville, we have four uh, free charging stations. There's one at Clark Park. There's one at Lake Rim Park. Uh, there's one at Market Fair Mall. And there's one at the location for the Sand Hills uh, Drive Electric Show. And that one's going to be at Honeycutt Park. In fact, uh, we just had that one wrapped. It's got some cool public power stuff on there. And since we're talking about Honeycutt Park and the Drive Electric Show, let's go into that. Who's going to be there? Or better yet, talk about the community's response to the show. Oh, yeah. So um, this is the first event that we that we have held like this in our community. In fact, I do believe it's the first electric car show in our community outside of the Triangle. Um there was a one down in the Pembroke area a couple of years ago, um, but here in Fayetteville, this is the first of its kind. We have about 18 um, electric vehicle drivers coming out, going to share their cars with the community, show wow. them off, talk about their driving experience. Um, we also are going to have three dealers there offering test drives in a non-sales atmosphere okay so it's if just possible <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh, well it's intimidating you know you're interested you want to know you want to go take that test drive but you're also afraid that you're getting a timeshare in a car that day right. you know um so we're trying to provide an opportunity for our come up for for our community to come out and really get a feel for you know what's it like yeah. um and Having 18 uh, owners say, hey, I want to show off my car. Um, personally, I was a little shocked yeah. that. Um, Lori, are you one? Are you <laughs> going to be out there? I'm going to be out there as a consumer. Okay. <laughs> She's coming to drive the Tesla. Everybody's, everybody who has responded. I mean, I've even had EV owners tell me that, hey, um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a Volt. I've got, um, you know, I've got an older um, Prius hybrid. I think I, I think I want to come out and check out that Tesla. And I'm like, but we've got Nissan and Chevy there too, you know? Um, Cause personally, I, I'm, I really like the Volt. Um, I I think it's a cute car. Mm -hmm. It's nice and compact. It's got a pretty good range on it. It's affordable. Um, But so far, um, so basically the community is going to get an opportunity to not just have that test drive experience, but you're going to be able to hear those personal experiences of what it's like to, you know, find a car chart and find a charger here in Fayetteville or um, what it's like to take that trip down to the beach or to Charlotte um, and the resources that our owners in the community use. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, one interesting thing about the chargers, um, you know, most of the vehicles 
can charge off of a 110, I believe. It just takes a little bit longer to charge. Mm -hmm. But if you're home overnight, you can use your standard outlet to charge. Now, if you want a quicker charge, then you need to have an in-home charge. Okay. But that's one anxiety, piece of anxiety that people shouldn't worry too much about. So... Compare that. What is the what is a typical charging time? I guess for uh, a vehicle, because I'm thinking, all right, if I want to go to the gas station and just fill up, that's only going to take me a couple minutes. And you guys spoke about planning. So how should I plan to charge my car? I think I have a well. I have a friend. He just recently purchased the Tesla Model Three, I believe. Uh, he does not have a charging station at his home. He has the, the app where he can map out all the different locations. And I think he said uh, on average, it takes about maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes to get a full charge, which doesn't seem that long, especially if you're planning and you can just, all right, I got a little bit of time. Let me go plug up for the whole day. Yeah. Um <clears throat> So most most electric vehicle owners charge at home, right. just like most of us charge our cell phones at home. Okay. You know, most people are not walking around looking for somewhere to plug their phone into. Same thing with it's the like car. It's like a giant iPad. Yeah, it's like a giant rolling iPad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, as far as planning, the um, that 30 to 45 minute charge that you're talking about, that's with a level three or a supercharger. Okay. Um, and Tesla per- has their own kind of corporate network for that. Um there is um, there is a bank of superchargers here in our community out at um, the Cracker Barrel um, Cedar Creek exit mm. off of I ninety five, and uh, there are people who make use of those on a regular basis. Right. Um, the other place where people do the majority of their charging is at work. Um, now in our community, you know we don't have large parking decks. Um, where you know you drive in and there's like four or five charging stations there um in larger um cities that is very common and it's almost expected it's like well my employer is providing that opportunity for me um but that's those are level two charging stations which is the majority of what's here in our community and for most cars that's a little over an hour um maybe two hours depending on the range of that battery um which you know for most people, it's like, wow, I gotta wait two hours. But mm. think of all the times that you walked in the Cross Creek Mall or to Target, mm. and you've been in there for two hours, even though you weren't planning to be in there for two hours. Right, right. And you're not you're not trying to plug in to charge up to one hundred percent. You're plugging in while you're there, just like we do with our cell phone. How many times have y'all seen like a somebody had like a charger, and you're like, hmm, I should go ahead and plug in. Right. People with electric vehicles do the same thing. It's like, I see a charging station. I may as well stop. I'm at 30%. Why not go ahead and try to get up to 60? Exactly. So same thing with um, electric vehicles. And there have been, um, there are networks all over the United States that have been kind of following what consumers are doing. So that kind of behavior that's settling into, I'm charging at night, whenever I'm at home, I'm going to charge at work. I'm going to kind of, you know, juice up here and there while I'm out and about. That um that has been kind of common across the board, no matter how big the actual charging infrastructure network infrastructure happens. So, yeah. So with the event that's coming up, talk about a little bit of some of the highlights. I know you say we're going to have like 18 owners out there showcasing their car. You have the opportunity to test drive. I think it's going to be food. Yeah. 
Wow. So, so yeah, we have food from um, Trini Dogs. They are a new um, hot dog um, stand that will be out and about in the community, and they're providing us with a um, little bit of food for the afternoon. Keeping it local. Keeping it local, yeah, always. Um, or at least I try to. Um, Tesla's not local. That's a, I think that's our only non-local vendor. Um, we also have a number of partners who are going to be out. So a lot of what we discussed, if you have any questions, you want more details, um, Plug-in NC is going to be out there. The Department of um, uh, Air Quality will be out there. Okay. PwC will be out there. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the Fayetteville Area Metropolitan Planning Organization, or FAMPO, will also be out there. And in the FAMPO tent, everybody's going to get an opportunity to kind of share where you want to see a charging station. We're going to have a big map in that tent. Um People can walk in and say, hey, this is my neighborhood. I want a charging station right there. And we're going to kind of map out where our community thinks that we need additional charging stations and maybe perhaps um, kind of work on building out that network where people want the most or see where we need them the most. Yeah. yeah. Lori, as a consumer, uh, going into this event, you said you would be attending or thinking about when you see events like this, what is something you look to get from them? Just information on where the industry is going, um, what's coming next, and, you know, what can I look forward to? Right. So, I think once people get interested or get involved or have been exposed to this. More knowledge. Yeah. Um, there's more excitement. Yeah. Everybody wants to peek at the future. Oh, yeah. And these cars seem like they're going to be the future. They are. Um, Chevy just came out with an announcement. They're um, they're making a commitment to getting making their entire fleet all electric um, by twenty fifty. Wow! So um, and that's that's a domestic automaker, and that's very exciting to hear that kind of commitment. Um, of course, you know Tesla's been all electric forever, mm-hmm. um, but I I do think that as um, you know here in the United States, we like our SUVs and trucks, and I think as we get more body styles in that realm. Um, I'm excited to see the Tesla Model X come out because that is an SUV type. Um, and that's very appealing to folks in our community. So I'm really excited to kind of see the something beyond sedans. Right. Well, I saw something, uh, and I don't know how far into the future, but they actually had a pretty low price tag too where Tesla's coming out with trucks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was a realistic price. That's going to yeah. that's gonna be exciting for a lot of a lot of men who like big yeah. trucks. Uh, you look out in our parking lot here at PwC, it's tons of trucks. It is the meeting of the trucks. <laughs> and I drive, I drive a truck as well. I'm guilty. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm condemned as well. All right, guys. Where is, uh, other than coming to our website, FAYPWC.com, to get some information, you know any other good sources to reach out to get info on electric vehicles? Yes. Um, Electrify America okay. and um, Plug In NC. Right. Are both um, awesome places to get. They're they're our sponsors and our partners with this, so they're fantastic resources. Department of Air Quality has some really good information about the air quality impacts of electric vehicles, um, and of course, the Department of Energy is also a great resource as well. And check out uh, Powerswain Chevrolet. They're going to have uh, they're going to have the Bolt out there, but they have some really good information on where Chevy's going. Okay. So yeah. Right. I, I also um, subscribe. It's a free subscription to a magazine, and it's an online magazine called Charged TV. Okay. So Charged it has TV. a lot of the up and coming 
Gotcha. Okay. All right, guys. Well, it's about time to put this episode in park. You see what I did? <laughs> I said, ah, dad jokes. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of PWC Connections, the podcast. Denise, Lori, thank you for your time, your insight. Thank you. Greatly appreciate you being a guest. Join us for the next one. You know how you can uh, listen to our podcast anywhere you anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google. All right. This has been another episode. Take care.